we're in this message series where we're talking about hope. Not just any hope, but abounding hope. The, the kind of hope that comes from the Lord. And uh, last weekend, Pastor Jonathan just brought us a powerful, powerful message about how God is a God of hope. This is, this is who God is. And so we can experience a, a real hope uh, in a real relationship with God. You might remember our theme verse, Romans 15, 13, which says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, would you read that with me? Would you read it aloud and loudly with me? May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That is our prayer for you today. And we're going to focus especially on those words that God may fill you with all joy and peace. Think about that, being filled, not just not just a little joy, not just a little peace, an occasional thing. No, we're talking about being full of it, being full of joy and peace. That's possible for you. Some of y'all, you've been accused of being full of a lot worse stuff than that, right? So we could be full of joy, of peace. And it's possible. I believe that it's possible through God. So how does it work? Well, just like we talked about last week, you and me, we had this sin problem, right? We've got this sin problem, and we can't solve it on our own. We, we need Jesus because he came down from heaven. He lived the perfect, earth, perfect life here on this earth. He died for our sins so that we could trust him, so that we could know eternal life. And that brings us a hope that's like we sang about. It's, it's deep in our souls because we know, we know, know that Jesus has changed our lives. And, and it's, it's a hope that comes from something deeper than, than just trivial stuff. Like, it's not just a desperation kind of hope, you know, like, oh, I hope I win the lottery, right? You know, what's the odds? One in something millions of chance, right? No, we're not talking about a lottery kind of hope. We're talking about an inheritance kind of hope, right? Like, you have a heavenly father. He loves you. He sent his son Jesus for you. And so now you're written into the will. This is who you are. You're a child of God. And so like someone who's got an inheritance coming to them, you've got hope of something so much better than what you could ever imagine. So what, is this, what does this look like, this joy and peace to be filled with this? What's it look like? Well, let me give you a, a contrast. For many people, joy and peace are kind of like a, a roller coaster, right? The ups and the downs, right? And, and roller coasters are fun at amusement parks, right? In fact, we got the racers here, right? Uh, that's a classic Kings Island ride. If I can just detour for a minute, if we were going to go racers or Orion, right? Okay, who would be on the racers side of things still, right? Yeah, you like the classic one, right? Who's on the Orion side of things? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm noticing a bit of an age differentiator in that question, uh, Dividing our church here. But no, seriously, like, those are fun. We love roller coasters, or many of us do. If you go to an amusement park, and it's a, it's a great way to spend a day, depending on your relationship with motion sickness, it could be a good way to spend a day. And, and it's entertaining because it's ups and it's downs, it's twists and it's turns, it's, it's unexpected sometime if you don't know the ride well. And that's great when it comes to an amusement park. 
But boy, it's a terrible way to live your life. And for many of us, we know that emotional roller coaster of that it seems like our feelings and our, our, the, our outlook on life gets driven so much by the ups and the downs, the circumstances, the stuff that happens to us, the stuff that other people do or we do or happens in the news, and we just feel so much up and down, and just when we feel, feel like things are going good, it comes crashing down again. Can there really be consistent joy and peace in our lives? Is that even, is that even possible in 2021, or is, is roller coaster just the way it's going to be? And of course, I believe that by the power of God, I believe, I take God at his word, and I believe that you can be filled with this hope, with this joy, with this peace. And please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying that hard times just go away, or that you just don't care anymore because you've got something from God that you just, you're immune to all of it. No, we, we still care. We still feel pain. We still feel all these kinds of things. But when our feet are on something more solid than just the emotional roller coaster, life looks a whole lot different. There's a whole lot more hope that we can experience when we're experiencing that, that joy, that peace from God. So what if there was a better image for God's joy and peace than, than roller coaster, the ups and downs of circumstances? Well, God gives us an image in the Bible, and that image is that of a river, a river. He uses it for both joy and for peace. Check this out, Psalm 46.4, a river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. Okay, so it's like a, this is a picture of heaven, right? And it's talking about this river of joy flowing through, right? There's just constantly flow of joy uh, going through it. It's, it's a powerful, powerful image. River's a metaphor for peace as well. Isaiah 66 says, I will extend peace to her like a river. Peace like a river. Now, why does the Bible use intangible stuff? I mean, sorry, tangible stuff like a river to talk about intangible stuff like peace and joy. Well, here in Cincinnati, we know quite a bit about rivers, right? I mean, our city is here because of rivers. You know, you've got, whether you've got the Little Miami, you've got, of course, the uh, Ohio River coming through. That's why Cincinnati was founded. Because way back in the day, uh, long before, you know, things like interstates and and uh, uh, railroads and uh, DoorDash and all these kind of things, rivers were the primary way of transporting stuff. You needed to get stuff from point A to point B in early America. A river was an outstanding way of doing that. So it gave us so many great commercial opportunities uh, because we could ship stuff there on the river. And, you know, we, we are, today we are known, and for a long time we've been known as the Queen City, right? It's a, it's a pretty cool name. I mean, if you had to be known as something, that's it's not bad. Queen's good. You know, like our, our mascot could be Beyonce or something like this, right? You know, it's good. But, but back in the day, we had another nickname. Anybody know it? Porkopolis, right? It's not quite as attractive. I mean, your mascot would be like, Miss Piggy or something, I, I don't know, it's not, not so attractive, but it was important though because we were the port capital of the United States and our river helped make that possible because we could easily, we could easily transport pork uh, to many, many other places quite quickly, uh, way, way back in the day. 
Of course, we eventually would lose that title to Chicago in the Civil War era, and the reason was once again the river, because we were right there on the border of the Confederacy, and it really limited our, our ability to ship stuff out, like our pork versus the river, so Chicago kind of took that over from us. But we've still got our pride in it, right? We've kind of prettied it up a little bit, right? We've got the flying pig. We're not going to let that one go that easily, you know? But, but seriously... The, the rivers brought so many good things to this area. In fact, it used to be that people would come to Cincinnati via the river. It, it brought in a couple of immigrants. In fact, one, his name was William. William was a banker uh, who had moved here to Cincinnati, came in on the river. He also had some significant debt himself, unfortunate for a banker, and uh, due to a previous failed business. And so he started uh, a little business on the side that was perfectly matched to Cincinnati. He started a candle-making business. It was a great match because pig fat is a very commonly used product, at least at that time, it was a commonly used product in candles, right? Which totally explains the hottest new candle, Yankee candle of the year, piggy toots, right? Get it for your grandma. She'll love it, I promise. So William was a candle maker, and another guy came in uh, by the river. His name was James. Uh, James got into a business, a little bit of candle making, also some soap making, right? And William and James, they would end up marrying sisters from the same family. And they found that they were each competing against one another for some of the same pork, raw materials, right? And so their father-in-law finally convinced them uh, to start this, this little company, right? And so William Proctor and James Gamble, they, they did okay, don't you think? I mean, it, it worked out all right for them in the big picture. And of course, the river would help P&G with, with, and many other companies with that. So we, we understand rivers. And, and of course, biblical authors, they weren't thinking of Procter and Gamble, but I think there's a lot of truth in this metaphor that we can find this morning as, as we study what, what's God is saying here about how joy and peace can be like rivers. Three ways. First, rivers bring life. Rivers brought life. They brought this city into its origins here. They brought life into this community and continue to do so today, uh, even though it's different than it used to be. Our city came to life because of rivers, and real joy from God brings new life, new life. If anyone be in Christ, that person is a new creation. The old is past, and the new is come. And this, this joy, God's joy in our life, can be like a river bringing new good and wonderful things. Biblical joy, it's like this inner delight, and it gives you comfort in difficult times. That it's not just something that's circumstantial, like, oh, I have joy on the good days, but not on the bad days. Nope, joy is, is a consistent thing because it's rooted, its source is our God. That's where joy is coming from, right? And so it brings this life. Uh, rivers also bring peace. Nehemiah 8.10 says this, do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, the, the background of this verse is interesting because Nehemiah lived in a day when the, the Israelites had been in exile and they had come back and they had been having this big building, this big construction project of rebuilding the walls there. And they had finally completed the wall building and so they decided to have this big service, right? And, and they got out God's word and they were reading it publicly. 
for some of the people who've been in exile, they may have never have heard this or hadn't heard it in a, a long, long time. So Ezra, the priest, he's reading God's word, and they're, the people, they're explaining it there as well. And so it goes on for like five hours, right? A five-hour sermon. Some of you are like, please, God, no, no, I can't deal with this, right? Five-hour sermon. And you know what the people started doing? Probably the same thing you would start doing. They started crying. <laughs> but not because the sermon was going long. They were crying because they looked at the difference in their lives in God's Word. They realized that they were falling short. They, were, they felt conviction. And Nehemiah says these words to them, Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah, you've messed a lot of stuff up. Repent and find new life. The joy of your Lord, the, the Lord is your strength. That joy can empower your life. Don't live a life, friends, that's driven by shame, embarrassment. For many of us, we, we look at our past and we got a whole lot of shame. We've got a whole lot of sadness and and maybe that's what we try to use as our motivator to help us to get better. Like, oh, I, I, I'm just ashamed of that and I want to be different. Well, God's joy is a much more powerful motivator to say, you know, that was me, but it's not me anymore because I've been redeemed by the Lord. I'm, I've been set free. I've been set free from that stuff. It doesn't define me anymore because, see, now when God looks at you, God doesn't see that that old mess anymore. No, when, when you give your life to Jesus, you're a new creation, old is past, new has come, and, and the Bible tells us that God clothes us in his righteousness. And so when God looks at you, that's what he sees. He sees the righteousness of God. And that leads us to the second thing. Rivers first, they bring life, but second, they move out the junk. Because for all of us, we got, we got some junk that needs to be cleared out. And Maybe you look at your own life and you see that. If you've ever been, uh, if you've ever been boating on the Ohio River when it's been a little higher, you know what I'm talking about, right? That river hauls some serious amount of junk. Like, you'll see trees floating down the river. You'll see bottles and that kind of stuff. You'll see the occasional Volkswagen. You know, lots of just junk floating down the river, right? Rivers haul out junk. And God wants to do that in your life. There's a joy as God hauls out this garbage, right? But there's, there's a peace in it as well. There's a peace in it as well. Psalm 103 says this, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great his love is for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. That's true for you. When you give your life to Jesus, that, that stuff that you're ashamed of, the, the sins, the, the screw-ups, the mistakes, that, that stuff God takes and he removes it as far as the east is from the west. We're talking infinity here, right? And it's, it's amazing because God's all-knowing, right? He, he doesn't forget stuff. It's not that God is unaware. Instead, God takes it, and in his power, he removes it. And now when he looks at you, he sees that righteousness of Jesus Christ, that when you've given your life to Jesus, that's, that's what you're defined by now. 
It's, it's not the old stuff anymore. And there's so much hope in that. Your darkest moments, your biggest failures, the stuff that if we put it on that screen that you'd want to run and hide, removed. Your record is clean, expunged. The slate's been wiped clean. I don't know about you, but that gives me a lot of peace. A lot of peace. The peace that can only come from God. And it gives me a motivation to live for God that is so much better than just not wanting to be ashamed. No, it's that I can have new life in Him. I can find, I, I can trade my sin, my guilt, my sorrow, all that stuff, and I can trade them, I can lay them down and receive the joy of the Lord instead. It's, it's like, it's the best trade ever. And, and you know, it's not driven by temporal stuff. Because again, we may go through hard times. We may go through, we'll go through some ups and downs in life, yes. But we can have a joy and a peace that's always there because our God never fails. Our God is always with us. And that leads us to the third thing about rivers. Rivers, they have a constant supply. You look at a mighty river like the Ohio River, right? There's going to be years where it's higher or years where it's lower, depending on the rain and all these kinds of things. But it's not going to stop flowing, right? Because, because it's got sources well beyond just the rain that we're getting this year. You've got springs. You've got other rivers flowing into it, right? All these kinds of things. Rivers, they, they don't just stop. As I was researching a little bit for this, I, was, I, I wondered... If, uh, if Niagara Falls had ever dried up at any point, right? You know, that would be a pretty major thing, right? And, and I, I Googled that. Um, I did a Google search. Um, I was going to Google, uh, does Niagara Falls ever dry up? And, and, I, and I Googled that, does Niagara Falls, and you know how Google fills in things that it thinks you're going to type? It says, does Niagara Falls get shut off every night? And, of course, Google suggests that because lots of people ask it, right? That there's people who actually believe that there's like a switch we turn off, right? Like, eh, that's it for the day. Turn it off. Or Google knows my search history and thinks I'm very, very dumb. <laughs> also a possibility. Regardless here, right? We know the answer. We know that it doesn't stop because the river doesn't stop flowing, right? Rivers have a constant supply. The, the, the daily, the, the monthly or even seasonal droughts, the river's still going to be flowing, okay? It's still going to be flowing. And it's a great metaphor for God's faithfulness in our lives. That there may be times that we feel a little closer to God than others. That happens to everybody. Happens to pastors too. It's normal, right? I was talking with someone uh, quite a while back. I was going through a tough season, and I remember saying to him, I just, I feel kind of distant from God. And he said, well, who moved? <laughs> Spoiler alert, it was not God. <laughs> that it's true that there will be times that we may feel that God is a bit distant, but God is always there for you. He never stops loving. He never stops caring. And when you're feeling the emotions of life going up and down, you've got this steady peace and joy. It's a, it's a constant flow. It's a miraculous flow that comes from the Lord. It's, it's God's work. 
And God wants to do that in, in your heart. In fact, we've been praying that God would just would give you that joy, that peace that is bigger than what we as humans can manufacture or anything like that. Like, you could come here this morning and, and hear this, be like, oh, those are interesting concepts. I'm glad to know that. But I'm praying for something a lot deeper than that. I'm praying for like a real personal experience for you. That, that, like, that the Holy Spirit would, would touch you, would, would give you a new sense of joy and peace that is only from the Lord. That, that's, that, that could only come from God. In, in, in a bit, we're in a little while later in the sermon, we'll even have prayer time um, after the sermon. And uh, you could come forward. We've got prayer partners. We'd love to pray for you that you'd receive that. I believe in that stuff. It's real. It's true. Because Paul does not pray that you would have just a little bit of joy, a little bit of peace. No, he says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we want for you. That instead of being on the roller coaster, that you would overflow with that joy and that peace that can only come from our God. So how does that, how does that happen? Are there things that perhaps we could do to, to receive that? Well, I, I want to give you three, three quick ones here today, and maybe, maybe one would be, one or more would be relevant to you. Um, and the reason I talk about these things is because really at Anderson Hills, our, our, our messages and our ministries, we, we really strive to, to listen to what God is calling us to do and to have them all be flowing together, that, that the Spirit will use them in, in powerful ways in, in our lives. That's why I like to talk about them in sermons. And we have a, a class, it's called Break Free. Uh, many of you have done it before, and it is a powerful, powerful class that could help you. Maybe you're here and you're like, okay, this joy, peace, it, it all sounds good, John, but, but really, like, one sermon just doesn't cut it for me. Like, I've got some deeper stuff going on, or, or I just, I don't know what's going on. I'm just, I'm not receiving that in my life as I would like to. Break Free is, is an awesome way to experience that. In fact, uh, we've got a video here. Sharon is going to tell you all about it. Let's check that out. Jesus gave up his life for us so that we can live an abundant life here and now. He wants us to walk closely with him, surrender to him. He wants us to walk in the profound love of God and the profound love of others. But many of us aren't able to do that, and it's because we are dealing with spiritual bondage. And that's what the Break Free Workshop is all about. In this course, we go through eight of the major spirits or strongholds that prevent us from a close relationship with Him. And a stronghold is simply defined as a lie that we believe from the enemy versus a truth that comes from God. And those things impact our behavior. They impact our relationships with one another. And most importantly, they impact our relationship with God. In this class, we'll be looking at the stronghold of fear, which is really the lie that God isn't trustworthy. We'll look at envy, which tells us that God doesn't give us what we need and it robs us of peace and contentment. We'll look at bitterness, which is really rooted in unforgiveness. We'll talk about rejection, which tells us that we are worthless and have no value. We'll look at the spirit of unloving, which tells us that God couldn't possibly love us. And it's also what addictions are rooted in. We'll talk about the occult, which is really seeking power, knowledge, or spirituality and another source other than God. We'll talk about the religious spirit, which says that we have to work for God's love and for his grace. 
and we'll talk about accusation, which tells us that we are our sin and it keeps us covered in shame. Our next six-week workshop will start on Sunday, September 19th, and it will be at 9.30. And then we're going to offer it again on Monday evenings, and that'll start on November 1st. I invite you to check it out. I really believe that this class has, it has the power to change lives. We've seen it already, and it's a class that's really for everyone. So if you haven't done it, I invite you to, to sign up. You can do so on the events page right now. In fact, it starts next week. If you're like, whoa, too soon, no problem. We saw there's another one coming up uh, later this fall. We would love to have you join us for that. Maybe you're here and you're like, you know what? I, I've experienced a lot of that. You know, I'm not fully there, but I've experienced a lot of that, and I really feel God calling me to help others in, in that area, but, but I don't know what that would look like. I don't know how to do that. I feel a little bit ill-equipped. Uh, well, for that, the second thing I want to talk to you about is our healing school that's coming up very soon here in October. Um, Bobby Cabot will be leading that, and it's a, a really, really powerful time uh, of just learning to, to uh, grow in your ability to pray for each other to pray for God's healing, uh, that, you would be, uh, that you would be a catalyst of, of God's power here, or a channel, I should say, a channel of God's power uh, to other people. It, it, this is, it's a significant commitment, but it's worthwhile. I was talking to a person in our church last week, a week ago today, who was telling me about his experience with healing school. He said it was just life-changing. That, that God used this to impart some gift, gifts to him they didn't have before, and it changed his prayer life, it changed his ability to minister to other people. So I really encourage you, if, if that's something that, that God might be laying on your heart, to check that out. And the third thing I want to talk to you about today, the ways that we can experience this joy and peace, it's real simple, it's here and now, it's prayer. I, I believe so strongly in, in the power of prayer. And we're going to, in this last song, we're going to do something a little bit different. Instead of having us all stand and sing, we're going to have it be kind of more a, a quieter time that you may want to seek God right where you're at, and you're absolutely welcome to do that. God wants to meet you. You also might want to come forward and receive prayer. We'll have prayer partners over here on the sides who would love to pray for you. We had a number of folks doing that in our last service, uh, just receiving prayer for maybe you need more joy or you need more, uh, more peace or more hope in your life, or maybe there's some other circumstance or another person that you want to pray for, I just invite you to come forward and just to receive. God wants to give to you. God wants to give gifts to you. I invite you to do that. So I'm going to take a moment now and pray for us uh, before we sing. God, I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would fill us with the joy and the peace that only you can bring. I pray that our lives would not be driven by the roller coaster of emotions, but instead, God, that we would find a real joy, a real peace that is of you. Well, we know you can do that. We believe in that. We believe in you, God. And I just pray, I pray for the one here now who's come in here with almost no joy. Life has just depleted them. It's hard. Maybe one who's ready to give up today. God, I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would just bring joy that is only from you. I pray that you would do that, God. I pray for the person who is, is hurting and, and needs your peace. Maybe is racked with anxiety or hurt or loss. God, would you just fill her with your peace? 
We know that you can and you will. God, I just pray that you would just minister to our hearts here as, as we give ourselves to you. Lord, we love you and we pray this all in Jesus' holy name. Amen.